Lessons are to be had. Train your troops. Hello and welcome to Civil War in Hindsight. I'm Lieutenant Tommy. With me, as always, is Prospector Johnny. And I and I want to start off by apologizing for the late uh, for the late episode here, but I did have to go on an emergency supply mission because we didn't train our troops, and they left mm -hmm. a lot of junk in Bull Run that we needed yeah. to uh, to replace in DC. So, yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm eating my crow, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, eating the words about thinking that this was going to be over quickly. Same for a while now. This was going to be a short war. going to be all over and after this battle, essentially. And um, I'm starting to think this might take six to eight months. Yeah, it might be a little bit longer than we uh, than we anticipated. Well, I think we've already crossed the six to eight month mark, Johnny. But, yeah, I think it might well, be. Well, I mean, after we actually week. started oh, fighting. After, after, like, the, after this from, fight, yeah, might, yeah, maybe six more months, yeah. yeah. Uh, so after a, a week to recoup and reevaluate, uh, this war, like we said, is definitely not going to be over uh, uh, now. Uh, even with the Confederate victory and the in the in the praise in in the Confederacy, I think they're even recognizing that this isn't uh, this isn't going to be over because immediately we responded by uh, seizing more territory in Western Virginia and seizing more territory uh, in uh, in Missouri, and then we also went down into Eastern Tennessee in order to hold march of movements down there. So clearly, the Union's not backing off even after this loss. Yeah, even though we backed off pretty quickly. Uh, but some of the, the <laughs> yeah, some of the lessons that we did need to learn is troops need to be trained from the top I mean, down. We need to retrain them. Yeah. Officers, uh, uh, privates, everybody needs to be trained top down. Neither side effectively used their armies during the battle, with both only having about 50% of their troops actually seeing any kind of combat. You had about 18,000 troops actually see combat on the Union side, even though they had about 35,000. 35, yeah. Uh, and then you only had about 10,000 of the Confederate troops actually seeing any kind of fighting combat when they had close to 20. So, uh, and, that, so really, and that's on account of poor tactics poor, or poor, poor tactics, communication. Poor communication, all of, the, yeah, all of the above. Both sides had plenty of opportunity to win the battle. Uh, both sides had plenty of opportunity to do some significant damage to the opposing army, uh, especially the Confederates when the Union was retreating. Mm -hmm. It was order. They go, pursue, charge, take them. And then there was just then this just pissing didn't... match between officers of... Are you going? Are you going? Are we going? Who's going? And then they were drawing straws, and no, nobody wants, nobody wants to go. And then they waited too long, and then, and, and that was that. All right. We literally had soldiers on both sides firing on their own men. Uh, Again. <laughs> and then not firing on the we enemy. We talked about this. And then running into each other while marching, Ooh. falling out of formation to scavenge for food and other resources, and mm -hmm. running slash routing without orders. And like this is both armies on both sides, de yeah. depending on the time of the battle. You had all of this happening. It was a whole lot of very scared young people who had not experienced anything like this before. Very right? much so. And then yeah. it's loud noises and people falling next to you and and orders being shouted. And you don't, you don't know what to do, so... We and are going to need chaos. We, yeah, we need to tighten up that uh, training a little bit. Training a little bit, yeah. We're going to need a lot more equipment because uh, neither of the armies were equipped uh, properly with uh, with uniforms, with guns, with munitions, with bayonets, with food, with with really anything. Even the Union Army that that has been relatively large with the industry, there was about five thousand troops without weapons. Okay, I don't so, blame um, those five thousand for not engaging not fighting, in battle. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they, they don't. Were, so, they, they were. They were used as support. Yeah, they were used as support troops. But they, they don't they, count they, they were without. Oh, yeah. they were without arms. So. Um, yeah. So we need. We. I mean, even in the north. 
we've had a bit of an effort to kind of get the troops pulled up and 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 everything else and the volunteers there and, and the army together sounds like it's going to take a whole lot more than that to to actually to run this, this whole done. army because we got the men now but we don't have the supplies and we need to figure out this whole flag and uniform thing because um, yeah we, we we do have the uh, we do have a lot of issues that going on during this battle with the with the blue clad Virginians uh, attacking the Marines the Marines going well they're wearing blue so they must be on our side and not shooting and at them at all despite them you know mowing them down uh, and then there's the, even the flag issues on the Confederate side the stars and bars the blue the blue banner like this with stars yeah. like this and then yeah. one you know three stripes one red or two red one white. Uh, at a distance, oh, I see red, white, and blue, and blues, you know, like that's kind of the same as ours. And so there was definitely unit confusion, even on the Confederate yeah. test. Are we, like, are they ours? Are, are they theirs? So we got some like, standardizing so to do, is what you're telling me. We need to figure all of this out. But uh, but that's our quick recap. Johnny, this week, though, uh, we do have more bad news, as the coward Union General Ma- Major Isaac Lind uh, will abandon Fort Fillmore near Mozilla in New Mexico Territory during the night in the morning of the 26th of July and the 27th of July. Uh, even though he was, or he outnumbered the Confederates in the area, 500 to 250, so he had double the number double, of troops, two to one. he felt he needed to retreat to Fort Stanton to shore up defenses. On the morning of the 27th, the coward Lind is actually going to go ahead and surrender his whole 10 companies of men to the Confederates, Captain John R. Baylor, without even them firing a shot. Like, they're, there's no, they're on their way to the next Why fort. was he put they in see charge? Confederates, and, he, and they went, what we're good. was he doing in charge? I think Who hired he was just, this guy? I think I think he was just a traitor. If you want my personal opinion, I'm just gonna uh, go with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's he was a rebel I, sympathizer. That's the only yeah, thing that makes sense is that he's a rebel sympathizer. That's believable. I'll buy that. Uh, the hero of Western Virginia, McClellan, is going to officially take command of the Department of the Potomac, uh, which includes all troops around Washington, D.C., in addition to the remaining Union Army of Northern Virginia that was under the command of General McDowell. So okay. we now basically have uh, have the hero of Western Virginia, McClellan, mm-hmm. who's sort of a hero, we could argue that. But anyways, the hero of, of Western Virginia is now going to be taking command, so hopefully he'll have a little bit better show of this than, yeah. uh, you know, be able to... Than, Bull Run. Yeah, that we can do something this next time. Yeah, yeah, that didn't go well for us. And Lincoln is going to issue d- uh, directives for Union armies to attack Cairo and Memphis, Tennessee, and okay. Cincinnati to the east of Tennessee, or, or attack uh, the east of Tennessee through Cincinnati, excuse me. Although okay. this move is going to require that the, Lincoln is going to move troops through the neutral Kentucky. So in order to attack Cairo to Memphis, Tennessee, uh, and, mm-hmm. and leave from Cincinnati to the eastern Tennessee, y- yeah. y- you kind of have to go through Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, and, there's uh, a bit of Kentucky there. And Kentucky's supposed to be neutral, so um, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure they'll on be the, fine with it. Yeah, sure they'll be fine with it. On uh, on July 28th, Confederate forces are going to occupy New Madrid, Missouri, which is a strategic point in the on the Mississippi across from the Tennessee-Kentucky state line. So we've got some more territory being taken, I guess, by the Confederates. Meanwhile, a Robert E. Lee, we talked about that dirty, dirty traitor who was uh, decided yeah. that I'm, I'm not going to fight. I could never oh. fight. Oh, I'm done. Oh, wait, you want to give me command of some troops in Virginia? Sure, I'll do it. All he had to do was go to the western portion of Virginia. He could have stayed true to the Union. And stayed true to a state. But no. And stayed true to a state. I had to be a, a dirty, rotten traitor. 
Had to be a dirty, rotten, rotten traitor. So that General Robert E. Lee, who's been acting as an advisor up to this point, he is going to leave and go to Western Virginia as an inspection of the troops to see what what can be left there in Western Virginia. Is there anything mm -hmm. to salvage? Although pretty much what we talked about the last couple of weeks is, no, nope, nope. not a whole lot of an army <laughs> left out there. Not much. Uh, General Butler is going to again ask for clarification from Washington, D.C. on the 30th of July in regards to the fugitive slaves. If you remember from a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah, he had some fugitive, yeah, some <laughs> runaway slaves that ran into his camp. Like, what are we supposed to do with these? Are they property? Are they not property? Should we return yeah. them under the fugitive slave law? Should yeah. we keep them as no, contraband for that. military? Yeah, should we keep them as contraband for military, uh, you know, for military use? Yeah. And, uh, and 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 the last note that he got was, yeah, go ahead and keep them for contraband. So they were put to good use, uh, making fortifications um, and properly compensated, I'm sure, for their time and their effort. I would hope so. Otherwise, what did they escape into? Yeah, right. On this new clarification, uh, he has reported that he's he's accumulated 900 runaway slaves and is actively refusing them re to return them to the South. So he says to Washington, see, hey, I know the last time we talked, you said, con yeah, contraband. I've got 900 of them now. So now there's some feeding and some clothing and some that's, issues. Yeah, that that's a lot of about. mouths to feed. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm not sending them back to the South because uh, we're at war with them. So why yeah, would I we mean, give them supplies? Right. Which essentially at this point, if, I mean, well, Looking at the viewpoint of 1860, th these are supplies, so you know. Uh, according uh, to the South, especially. According to the South, especially. So we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. So we're gonna definitely abandon the whole fugitive slave laws. Uh, the question again is raised: Are they still slaves? Are they still property? Can they enlist in the Union Army, or, or can they go about their failed business and I mean, release what, them up to the North? Like, yeah, what are we can we? To do with them? If they want to fight, can we let them? Seems As like a, there might be a lot of angry ex-slaves uh, that want to fight, and we could use the numbers, right? A lot of potential use for them there, yes, very much so. As of right now, like I said, they're being used to assist in construction of fortifications at their will. Like, I mean, they're not, they're, it's not like they're, hey, you got to do right. this or get out. Uh, but Washington, D.C. is going to be silent on the matter as of right now. And Johnny, this awful, awful month that was supposed to go so well and be the end of the war that wasn't is going to come to an end with uh, with a little bit of good news. The state convention of Missouri is going to formally elect Hamilton R. Gamble as their new pro-union governor because, you know, since the whole old governor Claiborne Jackson is yeah. actively yeah. leading troops against mm -hmm. the state of Missouri. So he, yeah. he, he can't be the governor anymore. There's a little bit of a traitory thing there. On a side note, in a very brief footnote here in, into this week in history, a relatively unheard of colonel named U.S. Grant, which is a brilliant name. I, U.S.? I, I fear, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I feel there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming from that. How do you not have good stuff coming from a guy yeah. named U.S. Grant? U.S. of Grant. U.S. of Grant. He's going to be promoted to Brigadier General of Volunteers in the West. So he is now going to be a general of the volunteer troops out in the Western Front. So that would be your Indiana, Kentucky... You know, uh, yeah. Illinois, all that, you know, Wisconsin, yeah, all those, yeah, the, the, one, the ones butting up to the Mississippi. The territory, yeah, all along the Mississippi. So he's going to be put in charge of a lot of troops out there. That okay. Be, well. Not the regular troops, but the volunteer ones that the states have built up for that 75,000 army. Well, good so luck we'll to Mr. Grant. Yeah, good luck to you, Mr. Grant. We'll see how that pans out for you in the upcoming months. That's it for this week in Civil War in Hindsight. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and join us on Historic Hindsight. We talk about all kinds of crazy things like cultish symbols that are apparently Masonic by nature uh, and, uh, and other random things like ironclad boat battles.